Thank you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murray Views. Quality photography that won't break the bank. Contact Latrice Murray Views Photography today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com to book your photo shoot today. Chance to take a moment to share some thoughts with all of you. The lesson I cherish the most is how important it is to love what you do. If you love what you do and it's making you happy, all the hard work and perseverance will pay off. I once had a guidance counselor tell me that I shouldn't play basketball, that it would never amount to anything for me. His negativity towards me made me stronger. You can't stop people from trying to limit your dreams, but you can stop it from becoming a reality. Your dreams are up to you. I encourage you to always be curious, always seek out things you love, and always work hard once you find it. So with that, I'll let you carry on with your evening. Please know I'm thinking of you, supporting you, and encouraging you always. Peace. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Let's start the show. Welcome to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Finesse Media. I got my co-host, Teresa Millionaire. What's up, girl? You already know who it is. It's your girl, Teresa Millionaire. What's up, y'all? Man, man, Teresa, man. Uh, Definitely don't want to start the show uh, with much excitement without acknowledging uh, how we started the show. Um, Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Uh, we haven't had a chance to, I guess, tape or have a show, um, you know, since it happened. So uh, prayers and thoughts, you know, to Kobe Bryant and, um, you know, all the other families uh, that were on the plane, trees, man. Super, super sad. Yeah, devastating. That's devastating. Yeah. And um, so we want to make sure that you are uh, tuned in every week. Uh, make sure you're following our page at Finesse Media um, on Instagram, and that's underscore at Finesse Media on Twitter. And if you're on Facebook, that's Finesse Media LLC. So uh, definitely want to make sure that you stay in tune. We appreciate you for listening. Teresa, what's been going on with you, man? I know it's been tough. It's been a long couple of weeks. It's been a long days, man. Uh, where were you when you uh, heard about Kobe Bryant's uh, passing? Man, so what's crazy is I was at my birthday brunch when uh, I found out. Yeah, yeah. So my cousin, my birthday. I'm sorry, I know it was your birthday. The fans and everybody (laughs) got to know. Happy birthday, Therese. Can I give you a moment to say happy birthday? Let's bring the band in. Oh God! Happy birthday, dear. I can't. I can't. I can't. Oh! Oh! <laughs> no, seriously. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> <laughs> that's the best kind. That's the best kind of birthday. Yeah. But, but uh, what gave you? So I had went. I'm not gonna say the restaurant because I'm not giving you no free publicity. But. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I had went to a, a little restaurant for brunch on Sunday. My birthday was Thursday, mm-hmm. but um, you know, um, not Sunday. Saturday. What day did it happen? Sunday morning. It happened Sunday morning. Sunday morning. Okay, so I was at brunch for my birthday Sunday morning, and so where I was at in Kansas City, um, they have bottomless mimosas. You pay one set fee it's only like 15 bucks that's nothing and it's unlimited mimosas you can do orange juice uh, grapefruit juice 
um, grape juice, whatever juice you choose, and a very good brand of champagne, and you can just chug a lug. So, three so again. I was in there getting litty like a titty. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when you or me, as you yeah. said, fucked up. Okay, that'll work too. Um, so my cousins, right? My cousins took me out. Okay, so my cousin was like, yeah, we're going to go have mimosas, have something to eat. And I actually had never been to this particular restaurant, which is crazy because I'm like a foodie like a mug, but had never been to this restaurant. We're in there getting lit, like literally lit. We was probably in the bar at this restaurant probably for about three hours. One of them, you get fucked up, you sober up, you get fucked up again. And so yeah. we're sitting there smashing mimosas and I get a phone call and I I didn't answer the first one. I'm like, oh, I'm kicking it with my cousins. I'll call back. Then the, they call me back again. My homeboy, he calls me back to back. And so if anytime somebody calls me back to back, I answer because I'm like, people don't, you know, it, it's something important. Right. People don't right. call you, know you back to back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so I pick up and he's like, man, Kobe's gone. And I'm like, what are you talking about? You know know what I mean? Because you're not going to equate like, oh, the basketball star. So I'm like, which Kobe, I'm like, which Kobe, you know what I mean? Cause he, we're literally talking like, you know, we, we know Kobe. Mm And, um, he's like, Kobe, Kobe, man, Kobe, 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 basketball player, Kobe. And I'm like, Bryant? And he like, yeah. yeah. He he's gone. He's gone. And then about five minutes after that, because I have another good friend and his wife is a newscaster. She's like won Emmys and everything. He sends me the video of the helicopter. Yeah, man. And it was reported so it's, early. It's too, terrible. It was reported it was by TMZ. Terrible yeah, situation, uh, man. So so distasteful. Like it's you know it's I understand you know they're like a um, like a blog type news. You know they they make yeah. their money. Their bread and butter is you know basically other people's pain. Yeah. But my thing is is at some point. You have to know when you're being distasteful and when it's not right for you to be the person who breaks the news or be the first one that says it. Like, his family literally found out. On Twitter, yeah. On, on, on social you know, media. On social media. Yeah, social media. That's devastating. To, to I think if I had to find out my loved one, a, a husband, a wife, you know, I don't have a husband or a wife, but... I'm just saying, uh, uh, just your mother or your father, you know, if you had to find out on social media, the police haven't even contacted you. And then to have to sit and wait to get it confirmed. Is this true? Or if this is the tabloids, you know, because the tabloids uh, uh, say nonsense all the time. Right, you know, they put that shit quick and not even career. But what's not, you know, crazy is... uh, I guess really with TMZ. I mean, really they are spot on. I mean, to the contrary, uh, they really do report it accurately most of the time. But it was still distasteful. You know what I mean? It, I mean, hundred percent. I mean, that lady should have found out. You know, by somebody else in another way. Definitely not through the social media. But my prayers all to the families. You know what I mean? Because tragic. I mean, the man died doing something that that he you know loved doing. And really being a dad, you know what I mean? So I'm loving the hashtags, girl, dad, you know what I mean? That's been trending. Yeah, yeah. I'm loving that, Definitely. Man. I'm loving it. So I was uh, at home when I found out. I was actually uh, feeding my kids breakfast, and I seen something on Facebook, and it read, uh, uh, I hope it's not true about Kobe. And I was just like, right. Hey, you know, I was like, "Wait, what's what's happening?" It's and, just um, devastating. Devastating. Yeah, I was uh, like Kobe, so I 
texted my wife. I say, man, Kobe passed, and she was like, who is Kobe? I'm like, <laughs> right, Bryant. right, right, right. Because I mean, at that moment, you you're hearing that name, and you're like, wait, Kobe, Kobe, who? You know what I mean? Definitely not yeah. thinking Kobe Bryant. Yeah. I mean, when I told, like I told you, my my homeboy called me, and then my other homeboy sent me the the message, the video, and I told my cousins, and it was just like dead silence at the table. When I tell you dead silence, like we just were looking at each other, like I, I mean, Kobe, like Kobe, Kobe is gone. Yeah, it, it was just, it's just sad. It's it's so sad. Man. It's so sad, and I just feel for his wife, you know, and his daughters, because in my head, like, I don't know Kobe, I don't know anyone that's attached to his family, but in my head, I feel that him and his wife were just getting ready to have them time, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. they had just had another baby, like, this man was dedicated to ball. You know yep. what I mean? And that, that takes, get it to the, game. the better he was, the you know, and at the level he was playing, it took him away from his family a lot. So now it was like the mm-hmm. time where he could really, really be with his family. I'm sure mm-hmm. like they had a baby, you know, just had a, a, a little baby. I'm sure that was something they both were wanting, but it was just like, well, let's wait till you retire. You'll have more time with the family. And it's just right, like, we, you know, he busy. Damn. So he, you know. All over the place, flying around. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, definitely was about to live uh, the second part of his life. The second, um, yeah, it was like his his life was just. Yeah. To me, it was like it was just starting. You know what I mean? And I know that might sound crazy because of all he accomplished and the stature he was as a man. But to me, it was like his life was just starting. You know, it's a different chapter in his life, a different book. He was now able to go to all his kids games and mentor yep. more do the community service he always wanted to do spend time cuddle i mean cuddle up with his wife and not have yeah, to worry man. about i gotta get to sleep or i gotta get to work out so i gotta try to catch this jet to get here i can lay up on my wife you know what yeah. i mean like that's, that's yeah that's a lot you know it's it just sad. really sad it's really sad, sad. Teresa, i want to play a clip um you talked about him being uh, a dad and wanted to be at practice with his um, daughter and the, you know the reason why he was on that plane I won't play the full clip but just a little bit of it uh, we'll play real quick uh, if the uh, DJ can turn off the music we'll play a little clip from uh, Kobe Bryant and why he decided to uh, catch the helicopter but then traffic started getting really really bad right and I was sitting in traffic and I wound up missing like a school play because mm-hmm. I was sitting in traffic and this, this thing just kept out and I had to figure out a way where I still train and focus on the craft, but still not compromise family time. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I looked into helicopters and be able to get down and back in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. And, and that's when it started. And so my routine was always the same. Wait early in the morning, kids to school, fly down, practice like crazy, do my extra work, media, everything I needed to do, fly back, get back in carpool line, pick the kids up. And my wife was like, listen, I can pick them up. I'm like, no, no, no. I... I want to do that because, mm-hmm. like, you know, you have road trips and times where you're not, you don't see a kid, man, right. you know? So, like, every chance I get to see him and spend time with him, even if it's 20 minutes in a car, like, I want that. Man. Man. Trish, when you hear that, man, it's just, like, bone-chilling to hear the dedication that this man had for his family. Uh, it was, I think, greater than what yeah. he had for the sport. Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's that's major to be like you know what I've missed I'm I'm wasting time in traffic and I'm already away from my family I can't miss these monumental moments because those are moments that happen once and he's not going to be able to get it back you know your your child only has their first recital one time they only have their first father daughter dance one time and those are things you you do not want to miss so you know it's it's just sad my heart goes out to his wife you know his family his daughter I think about you know she not only then you know that the kids lost siblings yeah you know the you know his wife lost 
her husband and the child. Yep. Everybody. You have an, a new baby that's not going to know her dad. You know what I mean? She'll know his memory. It's just, mm-hmm. you know, it, it puts things in perspective. You know, holding grudges against people, um, being bitter, backbiting, not telling somebody you love them. Like, a lot of times you think, well, I'll have time to squash that grudge or... I'll have time. I'll be able to make up with that person later, but later might not come. You might go or that person might go. So it really puts things in perspective and you have to tell people you love them while you have the chance. That's like the old folks said. Yeah, give people their roses while they can smell them. Give them their roses while they can smell them. Give them their flowers while they can see them and enjoy them. Because once they on that casket, it it doesn't, it's, it's for naught. It's not. Yeah. Whew. Heavy. Sorry. Uh, me. I won't even say sorry or be apologetic to open up the show with uh, such a heavy topic. I think it's going to be talked about uh, for months, as it should be to come. So, uh, again, my hearts and prayers to uh, the entire Bryant family and all of the other families uh, that were on board uh, on the helicopter. Sad. Yeah, a um, lot of please, life lost. Yeah, a lot of life lost. Uh, but like you say, give people their roses while they're still here. So uh, this episode, we actually brought on uh, one of the people trees who uh, is a part of our, our uh, you know, being here and having this podcast. So uh, we wanted to bring on one of our people who uh, works in behind the scenes. I think she is on uh, the call right now, but we certainly want to introduce to her or introduce you all uh, to uh, one of our producers who handles a lot of the booking. So if you're sending before I guess I say her name and bring her on the show, but if you're sending anything or want to be on the show, you'll be sending it to finesse media podcast at gmail.com. Again, finesse media podcast at gmail.com. And the lovely, cool, uh, professional, and well-rounded uh, Katia, um, queen of the airways, but I won't steal all her thunder. She'll tell you more about her, but she is on the show. She is joining us. We like to have you, Katia. What's up, man? Hey. <laughs> everybody, everybody, everybody. So glad to be here. Thanks, guys, for bringing me in. Bringing me on. <laughs> How y'all doing? We're doing good, man. Uh, Amazing. I know that, you know, you do on air and done some, you know, work behind the scenes with radio before, but definitely want to let the listeners know who you were and and, uh, the lady behind the scenes making things happen for us. We certainly appreciate it. Uh, Let the listeners know uh, and and people listening to this podcast, uh, Katya, who you are, where you're from, and, uh, you know, a little about your, your background. Okay, hey everybody, this is Katya, Queen of the Airwaves. Some of you know me um, already and some of you don't, but I'm just so glad to be part of this team, Finesse Media team, as one of the producers. Um, so I worked at Hot 93 as a promotion, promotion, promotional ambassador. Um, also from there, I also worked with Y99 as a radio on-air personality. So that's some footwork. I did so many different things. So now I'm here, you know, working with this great team of people here. So I'm just glad to be part of you guys. Um, you can also find me on IG, Queen of Queen of Airwaves. And you can find me on Facebook also, Queen of the Airwaves. So that's me. That's me. So doing different things. Hands and different things. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely, man. Uh, you know, definitely appreciate you and uh, all the things that you do uh, for Finesse Media. And uh, so, Cardi will be in the background. So, we'll be spinning it around the table for different topics and different things that y'all know we talk about on this show. For those who never listen to us, you just skip right to this episode. Often we talk about uh, trending topics uh, and then we also give some what the fuck news. So, that segment or those segments will come up a little bit later. But um definitely want to. Uh, Spin it back right to Trees, man. Um, Trees, 
I am ready, I think, to give some of the crazy stuff um, for what the fuck news. Last week, um, what we had was still trending, man. Do you know people still hitting me up about those crazy topics about dude peeing in the goddamn escalator? <laughs> Let me tell you, I got a text from somebody today. They just were able to uh, listen to last week's show, okay. and they were like, not bull Viagra. <laughs> I got a text at, let me tell you what time. It just was bull Viagra and a laugh in the face. And that Man. was at 5.08 a.m. Bull Viagra. <laughs> <laughs> so they was up listening to the show early. I was just like, yeah, bull Viagra. I'm thinking, I'm trying to get these kids ready. I'm half yeah, dead. It's early in the morning. Yeah. Yeah, you texting it's me. early. About the goddamn show, uh, and that's what's up, man. Because motherfuckers be listening to this show probably at any point, so I don't know if it's the morning, night, whatever the fuck time it is um, that you're listening to the show. I think you know that you're listening. I think you know. Uh, Thankful for you listening. Damn, I couldn't even get Definitely those words out. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Very thankful for everyone listening. I told him when they sent me the text, I said, yeah, he was literally hard as a bull. <laughs> <laughs> it was like some eight, um, eight, eight, uh, eight hour or three day erection. I think it was some shit like that. Yeah, that's, At that point, it's painful. Like you should have, bro. I, I know if it's over six hours, you need to take that ass to the to the emergency room. <laughs> if you, I mean, really, and it's probably sooner than that. But if you've had an erection that long, you just gotta go on to that hospital and get that big ass needle stuck in your pee pee, <laughs> and get that blood get that blood drawn up out of there. Okay, and you'll be all right. But that's you gonna mess yourself up. You gonna mess up your permanent function of your junk. Man, and I'm sure you don't want that. You don't want that. Listen, Trees, I'm about to go ahead and get into this what the fuck news segment. I think it's time. I think we're already talking about the crazy what the fuck news. And so people probably excited and want to know what we're talking about today. So definitely it's time for what the, <laughs> time for what the fuck news, y'all. You turn on the news and hear about the same old boring stories, shootings and high speed police chasing. Not here. We cover the real news, news that make you say what the fuck. So get ready for what the fuck news. Wow, wow, wow. That's real aggressive. <laughs> I love it. Man, super crazy <laughs> and aggressive. So this week in what the fuck news, Andrew Maynard stabs a dog. Um, prosecutors say man killed animal he thought was possessed. Um not going to really say the race of this guy. You're probably going to probably already imagine. But the fucked up part about it is, and what the fuck news, this nigga was from Chicago. <laughs> A suburban man was held on $50,000 bail Sunday after prosecutors uh, say he fatally stabbed his father's dog in April because he thought the animal, animal was possessed. Andrew Maynard, 19, of Elk Grove Village, was arrested Saturday, Saturday, for the incident because witnesses didn't immediately come forward according to the Sun Times. Further along in the story, on April 21st, Maynard allegedly walked his father's uh, Sheetland Sheet Dog to the neighborhood park earlier that morning. Right? He fatally stabbed it twice in the neck using a kitchen knife. What? Assistant State's Attorney Oscar Garcia says Maynard, quote, thought the dog was possessed and admitted and admitted to being on drugs at the time of the stabbing. The oh, Tribune absolutely. Report. Absolutely. <laughs> Maynard reported it, reportedly told witnesses about the dog's body in the park, and they in turn told Maynard's father. The 18-year-old faces an aggregated cruelty to animal charge, and that's a class 4 felony in Illinois. But last wow. week in Chicago, a motherfucker, really they said a man, was charged for beating two dogs and stabbing one to death for ripping off his three dollar shirt. <laughs> what the fuck? Three exactly. First of all, what 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 part of Chicago was uh this young man in? They said what Elk Grove. They Elk smoke Grove a lot of Village. crack over there, don't they? Man, listen, Elk Grove Village is or like is the met? suburb of Chicago. So, you know, uh-huh. for people who need a recap of what the fuck happened. Um, this man is in jail, 18 years old, on a $50,000 bail 
for stabbing his father's dog. Uh, and the Sheetland Shepherd, or Sheetland Sheepdog, was the size mm-hmm. of the dog, and stabbed his ass twice in the neck with a kitchen knife. So Mm-mm. that's crazy shit. Uh, so my question. <laughs> I will fuck him up. You know, I got two dogs. He, so now, my, my dog's not going to let you lead them a motherfucking place to be stabbed. <laughs> this, this man was white. <laughs> them white yeah. people dogs. <laughs> yeah, he definitely was white. You come try to get my. Could you come try to lead my pit bull on her ornery ass somewhere? Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna rip your damn throat out. Man. She ain't got nothing so, no, to do but protect the house. That's her job. That's she loves her job. It. Protect the <laughs> she house. She loves her job. She takes it so serious. <laughs> <laughs> that's her only job <laughs> that's mm-hmm. her only job keep the house safe watch the kids I can put the kids out in the yard with the pit I don't have to worry not one bit but that's crazy not, though not like, a why single worry a dog though like I a think dog. he said the dog he said that the dog may have been possessed I mean what the fuck he I was mean, high he was he was that's high. A, it seems like he, he was, was a, a, who was possessed or high he, I don't up? even think that might have been crack. That had to be like <laughs> that crocodile shit or something. He was on some type of hallucinogenic wet. He had to, he was on wet. That's what he was on. He was wetted Man. out of his mind. Katia, what you thinking back there? You thinking if you would have... Um, now, I couldn't even say stab a dog because it's, it's almost like, again, you have to be on some shit to just stab a dog or even to think a dog is possessed uh, enough like that you want to stab a motherfucker. I maybe twist the question up to ask Kati, have you ever been um, <laughs> well, have you ever been in fear of a dog and have you ever maybe uh, tried to or have you ever been attacked by a dog? Oh shit. I think when I was little I was, I was attacked by was it a dog? Yeah, it was a little dog with, with nails. But mm. he must have a dog talking to him or something. Maybe something in his mind told him something about that dog, you know, ain't right. So he <laughs> Yeah, the dog was talking to him. Yeah, something. something. That motherfucker was saying all the wrong shit to him. He said, "This shit ends today. This shit ends yeah. now. Bring your ass across the street." And you know jug, the jug, jug. How many times you stab him? Jug, jug. That's me stabbing the dog. That's my reenact. <laughs> And we know the walk was premeditated like a motherfucker because he, you know, he stabbed him in the park. So he's like, yeah, come on, let me take you for this walk. Let's go ahead and go for this walk. I heard you say it with a kitchen knife. That's premeditated like a motherfucker. You hear me? Yeah, he definitely He's going down. Do the pe- have the Peter people found out about it yet? <laughs> <laughs> so, so he was going to Crazy. That was and and then what about the other person? At the end of the story, uh, it was reported that a man in Chicago uh, was charged with animal cruelty after beating two dogs and stabbing one to death for ripping off his $3 t-shirt. So this nigga's man off $3. a t-shirt. This motherfucker <laughs> got a Dollar Tree shirt on. And he, <laughs> he mad. You got a like, t-shirt. Bastard. He must have got a good kind. Man, what He's the like, fuck? I spent my last change for this motherfucking V nigga. You got the nerve to to buy a hole in it, man. bitch. You gonna die today, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> you gonna die serious, today. Man. Everybody gotta die. Everybody. <laughs> they hey, need to take you... people off the street like that for real. Man, you remember when we were in college, man? T-shirts was the thing. Remember the bang in my white tee and having those white tees, man? That shit was serious Hell back yeah. in the day. I had to get my I had to get my band T-shirt back from a bitch. <laughs> shit, you no, you give me that M4 shirt back. No, you got to give me that, that back. Let me get that. You got to right get back. that. No, you can't keep that one. I'm sorry. <laughs> you got to get me, that one back. That's a classic. Give me that one back. From um, y'all like Girl, Girl Scout cookies? It's that season, man. So uh, this chick, I won't read the whole story, but a, a, a like young girl, man, man, I'm like looking for these people, but they like every place where you can find. Will you say they can find them where um the not the bell ringers, but you know during the holidays the Salvation Army they replace them up. So every place where you used to see or saw those folks at. That's where the Girl Scouts camping camping out at camping out at. But this chick in West Virginia, 
Um, she sold cookies all across 50 states. Mm-hmm. Across 50 states. So she's a millionaire? Man, listen. Um, I mean, not necessarily a millionaire, but she was able to sell all her cookies. Seven years, seven years old, Daisy Girl. She used a website and social media to sell cookies in all 50 states. She got, she had she not a mother, of course. Man. Listen, not Fortune playing. 500 company needs to hire her right now and pay for her schooling because what she is, is clearly a marketing genius. She needs and what she's and not damn. doing is fucking playing no games. Bitch, get these cookies <laughs> today. Boy, slanging the mug. 50 states. She slanged the mug across 50 damn states. She said, we weren't sure if it could be. She said, no. She was definitely going to get a deal. And she fell on shock chain. She's going to get a motherfucker deal. She said, she told that, she told the U.S. government, the U.S. uh, geography that she wasn't sure if they could sell all of them, but it would be fun and to learn more about the maps in all 50 states. So, I mean. Girl, get your guap. Right. That's awesome. I'm going to give you a new word, guapularity. <laughs> your guap and your popularity. Yeah, that's a cool. Yeah. Man, man, that's a cool project though. I mean, you 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 say, okay, listen, we got these cookies. Everybody on the block where you at? How can you, I guess, capitalize and how can you, you know, outbeat your competition? So this right. chick said, listen, we gonna slang these mugs mugs across fifty <laughs> states. Yes. <laughs> You take Idaho, I take Wisconsin, you take Minnesota, I'm going to get Texas. Well, they driving and flying. Yeah, now I got to know. Like, I don't drive? even know how she was distributing. You're asking how, how was she pushing it out. I don't know. Yeah, how, was she, look, look, how was she pushing the weight? Listen, yeah. what she said, the little girl name is Clark. They said Clark used the map to keep track of her sales, and she colored in each state. To mark them off, mm-hmm. Clark said she was inspired by a school project where students exchange postcards with other churches in all 50 states. So what her snick ass was doing was sending postcards to mugs in other states and saying, "Okay, bet when you send me that postcard back or however the exchange was made or I'm confirmed, slanging some cookies." He's slanging cookies. <laughs> let me tell you now. Let me tell you. I don't know who's over the market or the Girl Scouts of America. Is that what they're called? Yeah. I don't know what they're called, but but whoever is over there marketing, they're a fucking genius. And I want to let you know, whoever you may be, you're a genius. Because I remember I was in Oakland, California. This was just like last year. And I have a homie who works at a dispensary there. Very, very nice dispensary. And I pulled up to the dispensary, and lo and behold, the Girl Scouts were out there slanging cookies. Whoa. And I said, wait a fucking minute. <laughs> in front of the dispensary. And I know I sat there because he works there. So I was sitting waiting because, you know, that's the homie from college. And he had set it up so that I could get like a private tour of the dispensary. I'm like, damn, okay, I feel real VIP-ish, top doggish, boss hog type shit. You feel me? So wow. I'm like, you know, I'm sitting in the car waiting on my little private tour. I don't know how many people bought cookies. I could not even tell you. And they were buying cookies so much that I kept seeing them go to like their little suburban and get more boxes and put them out on the table. And it was like a six foot long table. So That's crazy. Girl Scouts, they not playing. I, I, I know right now, probably ahead of Coca-Cola, you know, in the corporate office or Pepsi or Johnson & Johnson's, if, whoever, some of them motherfuckers is Girl Scouts. For right. sure. For sure. Gotta be. Gotta be. Gotta be, cause them they not the Girl Scouts is not playing. Not I don't know what the Eagle Scouts are doing. I don't know what the Eagle Scouts are doing. I don't know what the Royal Rangers are doing. But I do know them Girl Scouts. They ain't playing no games. Not The Girl Scouts. Were you in a part of that? Did you go to charm school or some shit, or did you go like the Girl Scout Club or something like that for camp? 
Are she you asking a, me? She was a smart-ass student, too. Like, back okay, in the day, so I don't know this, I ne- I, heard I never was a Girl Scout. I did you go to private school? I did go to private school. Motherfuckers would be like, uh, people are listening right now like, that red ass bitch went to motherfucking private school. <laughs> and I got straight A's in school and was whooping y'all ass in college, too. <laughs> <laughs> Taking y'all tests and no, I'm still the same bitch. No, you can't copy no. my notes, bitch. Yeah. And you <laughs> I was so, that motherfucker. So but I was a... I was a Royal Ranger. You was That's a Royal here. Ranger. Shout out to the town. So you were in the, the troops? So I wasn't a Girl Scout. I was a Royal Ranger. And yes, they have like troops and shit. I mean, it's like a Girl Scout, but it's a Royal Ranger. Like you learn how to tie knots and how to fish oh, okay. and how to start a I'm fire and shit. You learn, you know, you learn survival skills. And it was a, it's going to sound really, really crazy, but it was a Christian-based, you know, um, I don't know, like club. Like you have the Girl Scouts. It was like Girl Scouts, but it was Christian-based. You would never think it how I talk, but I do have a very good foundation. In other words, it was a lot of... um... Probably it was a lot of seances on. and shit. Not <laughs> You know, you go away to those Christian camps, boy. I know about them, motherfuckers. I, I went to Christian way. private school as well, so yeah. hey, that's, wow, that's fair. Hey, you know, that's it fair. is what it is. I, you know, that's a whole nother showing topic, but I can say, and people, you know, have their opinions a lot of times, but. I can say as far as the edu- quality of education, there is a huge disparity. And I don't mm-hmm. care what people try to say or how good, but I just know it's a huge disparity in education. And if you are trying to say it's not, then you're you're just being dumb. Because I know just from when I was in school, when I went to private school and then I went to public school, I was like, what the fuck are they doing at this school? Like, I was doing this shit like three years ago. Oh, yeah, you was in that you nice know what I mean? school. So, good books. They had nice backpacks, no metal detectors and shit. So, yeah. No, no metal detectors. I, probably now they might because, you know, these kids is crazy as shit now, you know? Mm-hmm. So yep. I don't see I don't care where the fucking school is I don't see any school Being without a metal detector now Because of just how the world has changed And mm-hmm. the whole Bullying type shit You know Like back in my day Like if you was talking shit about me Okay Bitch you gonna see me outside <laughs> Or you know what <laughs> If I think I can't whoop you my family gonna see you outside but now you know kids is getting picked on and it's different because you got the whole social media shit like yeah it's like you keep reliving it like i couldn't it's hard it's it's harder for kids nowadays you know in certain aspects but we didn't have all that social media shit like if you got your ass beat you just Man, got your ass beat. and that thank was God. it not you got your ass beat and you had to keep seeing it on the internet and it was like Five thousand views and all that other shit like that's too much. Yeah, and that's what I say about social. Well, not social media, but about us. Um, that you know, that's kind of born in the '80s generation. Uh, we're pretty much like right in that middle, right? So we kind of know what yes. it feels like to not have technology and how it feels to you know to have it. And I guess so. We kind of right in that Absolutely. balance. Yeah. So. That shit was crazy growing up. You had the floppy disk and you had uh, Game Boys and you had, a, you know, things that kind of kept you inside the house. But, you know, now it's the social media where you in the house, but you're not in the house. But whole other show, whole other topic. Speaking of topics, man, we got the three T section uh, coming up. Uh, we definitely want to play uh, a commercial for one of our sponsors. And then coming back, man, we got the three T section. So grab tight. Teresa Millionaire got her 3T topics, and I know that shit is crazy. We'll be back. Thank you for listening to Finesse Media Podcast. This episode is brought to you by Latrice Murray Views, quality photography that won't break the bank. Contact Latrice Murray Views Photography today at lmviewsphoto at gmail.com to book your photo shoot today.
right. 3T in that crazy-ass world of trees, man. What the fuck going on? Okay, so the first article we have is about a family a family being kicked off a flight over alleged body odor issues. Oh, shit. And they are suing uh, American Airlines. Okay. Oh, American America Airlines? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, American be shady. They be shady. They do. But here's the tea. So, a Michigan couple kicked off an American Airlines flight last year because of their alleged body odor, filed a federal lawsuit against the carrier claiming they were victims of religious and racial discrimination. In the civil action filed this week in Texas, Michigan residents, now y'all, Excuse me if I say these names wrong. Uh, Yehuda Yosef Adler and Jenny Adler say they suffered from unbearable humiliation, embarrassment, and mental and emotional anguish after being removed from a Detroit-bound flight, uh, 1023, in Miami on January 23rd, 2019. Pause. That was my birthday, so... Anybody that wants to send me gifts for the 23rd of January, go ahead and run that. I'll drop y'all my cash app on my social media if you want to give me a late gift. Happy birthday. Hey. Happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so the couple and their daughter, who uh, was then 19 months old, who are Orthodox Jews, had just taken their seats. When a gate agent allegedly told Yehuda Yosef Adler, sir, there's an emergency and you must deplane the lawsuit claims. Once outside, defendants' agents told Mr. Adler that the pilot was booting the family off the plane because of body odor. The family's wow. Houston-based lawyer, Nwadi Nwugu, I don't know if I said that right, so y'all excuse me wrote in the suit. Mr. Adler asked the agent if the body odor was emanating from him his wife or child and the agent would not respond to the question but continued to say that the Adlers must leave the plane at the instruction of the pilot and because they had extremely offensive body odor the Adlers told airline staff they had bathed earlier that day prior to their morning flight in response, defendants' agents made disparaging and derogatory statements telling the Adlers that he knew Orthodox Jews take baths only once a week. Damn. Okay. So we're not going to probably ask uh, the nationality or ethnicity for these motherfuckers. Uh, so they're, they're Jewish <laughs> and they're of the pale complexion. No, I shouldn't say that. I mean, shout out to everybody. I love everybody for the record. So, this is the thing. Okay, let me tell y'all. You know I fly all the time. And it has been some people that have gotten on the plane. I remember a couple got on the plane and they were in, not not the row in front of me, but the row in front of that row. Okay, not the row right in front of me, but the next row in front of that row, and they smelled so bad. Yeah, it was like they were sitting next to me. It was like they were sitting next to me, and they didn't kick them off the plane. I mean, okay. So, so what happened? So, These people got kicked off. Ultimately, they did get they kicked, kicked, kicked off the plane. Off. They got kicked off the plane. American Airlines. I mean, I'm, you know what? I'm not shocked. I think American Airlines America and Delta. Shady. Yeah. Definitely, Shady. definitely. Shady. That's a- I see them. I see them mostly than anybody. I think, um, I think uh, someone I know had an issue with American Airlines, and they fly a whole lot to where they was, you know, mm-hmm. they like a premium package kind of person, and mm-hmm. you know, they had some issues. Crazy. I don't uh, like Southwest. just. I don't fool with them. Me personally, like. Hey, give me Southwest. It's so it used to be Delta first. But Delta, they, as the old folks say, they tore their drives with me because I was only like 30 points from making my next status <laughs> before the the year ended. And I talked to someone on the phone and they didn't want to give me those 30 points. And I said, you show motherfucking right. So I started flying 
Southwest, and I'm A-list preferred, and they send me those good little drink coupons. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, all the time. Shout out to Southwest. Shout out to mm-hmm. Southwest. They based right I'll here in Dallas, Texas. Yes, they um, are. I'll be flying them when I go to Cancun. Shout out. Right. So that was Man. the first one. Oh, go ahead, baby. How do they know for sure that that was the people that was smelling like that? I mean, how did they? <laughs> I mean, how did they know? Right, them? right. I could have been right. the people behind them in front of them, but. They just like, you know, like, <laughs> like facts, facts, facts. Right, because the thing is, down. if you if you are funky enough, okay, if you smell bad enough, it just smells like it's from everywhere. You don't know right. who it really is until you get up on them and you like, oh shit, it's really really mm-hmm. bad on this person. It's you. Mm-hmm. But when you got a funky person on an airplane. Everybody is a suspect, and me personally, I'm a look. I'm a look at look at certain folks like, okay, you look like you nasty. Look yeah, at your nails. Look at your nails. Mm-hmm. You, you can kind of tell the space is small. You, can, you know who you the fuck it is. You can zero them out. You can zero them out. Okay, let me get to this next one. Oh shit. Okay, so the next one. His Louis Vuitton is opening, or Louis Vuitton, if you would like me to say that, is opening their first restaurant um, with the help of Japan's most celebrated um, chef. So it's not unusual for major fashion brands to work restaurants, bars, cafes into their portfolios. Um, The luxury hospitality world is having a mini boom right now. Several people we have, a, we have some technical difficulties. Restaurant. You said what now? We have some technical difficulties, Trace. I don't even know if I heard the last part. Um, I, what, what, what happened? Okay, can you hear me now? Yeah, we good. Okay, so Louis Vuitton is opening up their first restaurant. So it's not unusual for like major fashion brands like Armani, Ralph Lauren to open up um, eateries. But Louis Vuitton is opening one. Um, it's called Le Cafe V. The top floor is going to be a coffee spot, bar, and restaurant. And they'll have food on the menu curated by the celebrated Japanese chef. Um, once again, pardon me if I don't say it right. Yasuki Suga. Um, Yasuki is something of a good luck yeah, charm it. in the food industry. That's it. I know that nigga. Okay. So they'll be opening up a restaurant, <laughs> Louis Vuitton. And I want to say, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. I feel if they have a luxury restaurant, I envision in my head, in Latrice's little head, it's going to be so chic. Beautiful Mm -hmm. gold, I don't know, jade colors, because it's Japan. I'm I'm just seeing golden jade, golden jade. Maybe Mm -hmm. not even marble, like wood grain, beautiful tile. You know, I'm here for it. I would go get, you know, a cup of $200 coffee. I don't know. Shit, what the fuck is they going to be hitting for? (laughs) But those are my trending topics. I'm not going to do three today because we're going to pick up on how myself and Ken met. I'll let Ken start the story. Man, listen, I I think we had started that story and you took it over. and I think we were at a point where uh, we uh, were at the frat house, at the Sigma frat house, because people were hitting me up about that. They were like, yo, we want to hear the rest <laughs> of the story. And I think we yeah. started on another episode, but um, I really can't remember where we left off at, but it was in 2003. And uh, okay. I mean, we definitely kicked it. I think, and again, being in the band too, we, um, you know, we would, uh, we would still kick it. Um uh, and, and really, so much of really the rest is history. I don't know if I'm leaving something out, Trees, uh, of the other of story. So I don't know where we left off, but just know Freaky Fridays at the Sigma House was turned to the max. Um, like I said, my sorority sister, she wasn't my sorority sister then. It was just a homie I was kicking it with. Was like, hey, it's these guys that came down from Chicago. Her word 
toys were was girl one of them he's so fine they fine come on let's go out here and talk to these dudes i'm like girl i'm getting fucked up like literally <laughs> girl i'm fucked up that was like my reply girl i'm fucked up i ain't trying to talk to nobody girl i'm fucked up anyways went outside i'm like oh they are handsome they cool i'm like what's up y'all smoke Ken, like, yeah, yeah. like yep Definitely. Yeah, we smoke. I'm like, that. okay, you you got some you got something that good from Chicago? Yeah, we got a whole bag of it. Duh, 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 duh. I'm like, well, shit. Okay, y'all got realos. Let's match. And that's literally how we became friends. It was like, okay. And I'm like, my friends, they're probably laughing because during my weed smoking days, I hate to roll. Okay. Yes, I'm that bitch. I don't want to roll the weed. I don't want to do it. If you cool with me, hey, here's my sack. I'll give you a whole zip of my shit. Just roll up for me. You can light that mug up and everything. I just don't want to roll. It sucks. I hate doing it. I don't want to do it. (laughs) I don't want to do it. Judgment. Man. And here we go. 2020. 2020, man. I still ain't going to roll no shit up. So don't ask me. Don't ask me. Just don't depend on me for that shit. Speaking of of HBCUs, man, um, it's definitely time for us to get into our HBCU of the week. Uh, Each week we spotlight an HBCU uh, who we feel that's uh, important, which is all HBCUs. So uh, if you feel that your HBCU uh, should be the one that we shout out next, uh, hit us up at our Facebook page, Finesse Media LLC. Or hit us up at our Instagram page. That's at Finesse Media, F I N E S E M E D I A, or Twitter, and that's at underscore Finesse Media. Hit us up. Let us know uh, if your HBCU uh, is one that we want to spotlight or that we should spotlight. And then if you want to be a guest on the show, uh, or if you're a business, or if you, if you know someone that has a business and you want that business to be spotlighted on the show, this is the t- this is the time where you can email email us at finessemediapodcast at gmail dot com finessemediapodcast at gmail dot com. It is time for the HBCU of the week. Who are we spotlighting this week, Trees? Okay. Oops, let me get you there, huh? Okay, so we are spotlighting. <laughs> I was like, wait a minute now. We are spotlighting Dillard University. Okay. Oh, Dillard. So, Dillard University is a private, historically black, liberal arts university in New Orleans, Louisiana. It was founded in 1930 and incorporating early institutions that were founded as early as 1869 after the American Civil War. It is affiliated within the United Church of Christ and the United Methodist Church, which that's something that I didn't know. Um, The history of Diller University dates to 1869 and its founding predecessor institution, Strait University, later renamed Strait College and Union Normal School, which developed into New Orleans University. So today, our spotlight is Diller University, as well as it's also known as one of the Black Ivy League University. Dillard. Shout out to Dillard University. Definitely, man. I got some buddies who uh, went to Dillard. Uh, my buddy, she actually graduated from Dillard, and then she started started to teach um, Spanish. So if you're listening, her mom is also my sorority sister. sister. Shout out to Zeta Phi Beta. Uh, but she took... Uh, a, a job twice actually uh, over in Madrid, Spain. So she taught. She's fluent in Spanish. And if you're listening to the show, what's up, Drea? Uh, I should have had your ass on to talk about your experience at Dillard University. But uh, shout out to Dillard University, man. Teresa, you know anybody down there? I do. I had a homegirl that used to go there named Deanna. Hmm. And she loved it. Man. The closest I got to Dillard was. Um, I guess going to Xavier, but I don't think that's Dillard. That's probably being close to other schools um, in New Orleans, probably. But 
Dill is in Louisiana. Right. I know for show. And uh, a very prestigious school. Um, very Kazi prestigious. You, as yeah, well as that. Go ahead, Teresa. No, I was saying, yes, it's a very prestigious university as well as Xavier down there. I mean, New Orleans is just the place, you know, that's the face to be. You want to have your face in the place. If you're not already going or if you want to catch yours truly, I will be down in New Orleans for Essence Music Festival this year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So if you would like to hang out with yours truly, then definitely, definitely come and see about me. First you take over Miami, now you go hey, down hey. to New Orleans. Hey, I said, you know, this year, you know, I already do a lot of traveling, but it's for work. Um, so it's, it's it's a little different when you're traveling for work and then when you're traveling for your own pleasure. But I'm newly single, so I said, you know what, I am going to travel and do my thing. So I'm just, you know, you can catch me in New Orleans uh, for Essence Fest. You can catch me in Cancun in September, and then you can catch me in Europe in October. And if you are traveling, definitely hit my social media up and we can, you know, get a coffee, get a tea, or maybe get some bourbon. That's my favorite. Hey, hey now. Man, man you, you you are definitely on the move. Your name should be Treese on the move uh, and not the Treese <laughs> right. <you. laughs> Man, Katia, man, I thank you so much for joining us on this episode, man. Katia, thank you again for all that you do. Uh, you know, in the background is, is definitely where you are, but in the front is really where you shine. So thank you for you know being the um, you know the the the, the crutch uh, for really our show and making sure that we don't Absolutely. fall. Absolutely. I, I definitely want to thank you for that because we're running out of almost time and the show is almost over. But Katia, just if you want to let the people know uh, once again how they can find you. And uh, if they want to just check out your social media platform, you got any of that information that you want to share? Yeah, absolutely. I have my IG, which is Queen of Airways. You can find me on IG. You can also find me on Facebook under Queen of the Airways, the Queen of the Airways. And also, you know, my name, Katia Marvel, which is my personal one. And also, guys, just want to let you, let you know, I do Avon. I'm an Avon representative. So you can also go to my online store, which is www.youravon.com slash kmerville, K-M-E-R-V-I-L. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. I appreciate y'all, too. Thank Most you. Thank you for, for Thank you for coming on. Uh, for those that are, again, following our pages, make sure that you like and subscribe the pages so that you will know when this episode drops and when any other episodes drop. Uh, Trees, let me get on out of here. Trees, let the people know how they can follow you, baby. Hey, you can always follow me at Latrice Murray Views. That's L-A-T-R-I-C-E-M-U-R-R-A-Y-V-I-E-W-S on Instagram or Facebook. Or if you're not trying to do any photography thing and you just want to see in my personal life, hit me up at Teresa Millionaire at T-R-I-C-E-A Millionaire. Teresa Millionaire. Love yeah, you. If you want to be nosy and stalk these motherfuckers, that's what y'all are saying. <laughs> <laughs> I like a little bit of a out. stalker. <laughs> no. stalk stalk me. Good. It's, it's good. Good, good stuff. Not that crazy stuff. Asking for money and putting stuff like that. Send me money. No, no, not like that. Like, uh-uh. be the stalker that sends me gifts. Like, you know, some roses here, a jade bracelet there, <laughs> yeah, an edible yeah. arrangement there. I like those type of stalkers. Hey, hey, and now. And listen, yeah. I tell y'all what y'all ass need to stalk. So if you're hearing the music, we're gonna always shout it out. Make sure you check out my homeboy Philly Moo on Spotify, iTunes or a title or any way you can find music that's doggy bone i'm going to say the track that we that i know and i love doggy bone but once you search it on title or these platforms you will find the entire album which is uh trap jazz and definitely support that brother he's doing big things we'll see you next time on another episode of finesse media podcast and we out we'll see you next week 
Thank you for listening to another episode of Finesse Media Podcast. Make sure that you hit the follow or subscribe button to be notified when new episodes are released. Also, make sure that you are following us on all of our social media pages. Instagram, we are at Finesse Media. Twitter, check us out at underscore Finesse Media. And on Facebook, Finesse Media, LLC. See you next week with something brand new.